And y'all, I, I, I don't want to be here long. I've been a youth minister long enough to know um, y'all say I like preaching, but y'all lying. So, so I, 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 want, I, want, I want to stay for the long. Genesis, the third chapter. Genesis, the third chapter. And I pray that God be with us as we preach today. Genesis, the third chapter. Whatever it is, the custom, if you are to stand, I want you to please be obedient and stand. If not, um, let's just let's roll with it. But Genesis, the third chapter, beginning at the first verse, I'm going to read down to the seventh verse. Then I want to go to verse 20 and read 20 and 21. Amen? Um, if you got it, say, I got it. Um, if you don't, say, hold on, man, hold on. Genesis, the third chapter. I do have to, I do have to pay honest to my beautiful wife. Um, baby, raise your hand, raise your hand. Amen, amen, amen. Brothers and y'all, say a wave in the hand because a new sister in the house don't holler. Amen. I thank God for her. She is so beautiful, so wonderful. I wish they would be here. I sure would have the same colors on if it wasn't for her. Um, so I thank you for a wonderful life. Genesis, the third chapter, beginning at the first verse, and it reads this way. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. God said, you must not eat or touch it, or you will die. No, 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 no. You, you will not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Then the woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at. And she took some, and it's desirable for attaining wisdom. So she took some of his fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. Verse 20. And Adam named his wife Eve. Because she was the mother of all the living. The Lord God made clothing out of skins for Adam and his wife. And he clothed them. Amen. You may be seated. Um, looking, at, looking at verse 7 and verse 21. Um, if you're looking at what would happen in your college years, I will try to preach in my sermon something that is directed to our college students and our young adults. Uh, I want to try to talk about in verse 7 it says that they sewed fig leaves together and they covered themselves. And then verse 21, the Bible says that God prepared for them garments and he covered them. He gave them clothing. Y'all, I would like to preach on the title, He's Got You Covered. He's Got You Covered. All of my, all of my college students, I want you to know this. I want you to leave here knowing if you get nothing else from my little sermon, I want you to know that God has you covered. No matter what you have been through, no matter what you have done, no matter what your situation looks like, I don't care what your transcripts may look like in December, you need to know God has you covered. Amen, amen, amen. Um, in youth ministry, many people ask me all the time, man, why, why, would you, why would you spend your time in youth ministry? Most of them ask me that because a whole lot of adults can't stand young people. 
Bible, you know. I know you know. You don't like young people. And you look at amazing. How in the world can you deal with young people? It took me about eight years, but I now realize, you know, one of the things, one of the gifts, and one of the, the attributes and the benefits y'all are working with young people is the fact that you get to look at them as they grow, as they mature. You get to walk with them when they fall down, and you get to be there and help them get up. You get to see them cry, and you get to wait for with tears. You get to see them frown, but you get to watch them grow the smile. You get to look at them, and 10 years down the road, you get to look at this nappy-headed, smart alley, rolling her eyes at you little girl. In 10 years, you look at her, and you say, God has done a wonderful thing. If you want evidence of the goodness of God, you just need to work with some young people. Because you come to understand when you work with young people and you watch them grow and you watch them matriculate through life and you watch them go from where they were to where they are, you get to know that God has that come. That's one of the things, y'all, why I love working in youth ministry. That's why I work, love working with young adults. That's why I love working in the church. That's why I love telling people about the gospel because somebody needs somebody to know that God got your back. Y'all, there's somebody sitting beside you right now don't know how they're going to get out of this situation. Don't know. Somehow, somebody in here right now, they wanted to run with sis. They wanted to jump up and praise him anyway, but they just didn't know if it was true. I just need somebody to look at your neighbor and say, God has you. You covered. What's going on? I'm going to push that thing. I'm going to push that thing because God has you covered. When I was preparing for the sermon, I remember the young lady sitting on my porch, gifted, young sister coming out of high school, had good grades, was determined about what she was going to do, knew her career path, knew what she wanted to be, had in her mind where she was going to be in five years. Sitting on the porch, and she looked at me, and she had a smile on her face. She said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to do this thing. A couple years later, she comes back and sitting on the same porch, and we're sitting there, and she's looking at me. She turns around, and she looks at me, and I'm talking about her freshman year and how things are going. And she looks at me, and she says, bro, college is the devil. <laughs> I said, what did you say? She looked at me, and she said, college is the devil. I believe that she was talking about the things that happen while you are at college, the temptations and the things that you find yourself tempted to do because many of us know we have our t-shirts on and under uh, many of our t-shirts are the secrets that we did not tell of what we did in our college years. And many of us know right now we should be shouting, we should be going crazy. Your mom and daddy who went to college ought to be shouting crazy because they know some of the stuff they did they should not be here right now. Some of y'all, some of y'all scared the police get behind you today because you think they're still looking for you for what you don't you act like you didn't do nothing you was in college. You act like you know some of the stuff you did while you was in college is still illegal. They changed the rules in school because of you. But the truth of the matter is, the Bible teaches us Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it would be great for me to stand here and preach a sermon and tell all of our college students that you will not fall, that you will not go through something, that you will not have your heart broken, that you will not have your faults, your flaws, and your failures. But that is not the truth. And many of you are not, have not done the worst of what you're going to do. You have not done, you have not stuck it up the way you're going to stick it up yet. That's why 
why you need a college day. You need to thank God for a pastor. He wants you to know that God has you covered. He wants you to know that no matter what you go through, there's somebody who's waiting on you. There's a door that shall always be open and you can always come back and know that God has you covered. Because you will mess up. When I look here at Adam and Eve, we look here in our text. We see the first young adults that ever existed on the planet. The father and the mother of all of humanity. They began, they had a clear purpose. They began and they had a clear slate. They, they, they were the most gifted. They were the most talented. They were pure. They did not have sin in them. They were healthy. They were vibrant. And they were on their way to do great things. God had given them a mission. God had given them a purpose. He told them, he said, fill the earth. He said, subdue it. Have dominion over everything. I want you to replenish the earth. Adam, you are to name everything. You are to be the thing that gives its identity. Eve, you are to be the giver of life. They had clear purpose and they had clear functioning in what they were to do, but find themselves dealing with now the greatest temptation that they have ever seen before. And many of you right now, you will, when you hit on college campus, you are gifted, you are talented, you are beautiful, you are pure. There are things that you have never done before. There are things that you have never even thought about. There are things that you cannot even fathom that you would try. But when you get on campus, when you get around a certain amount of people, when you get in certain company, you are going to be tempted to do things that you never thought you'd do. Change 
would change and, and, and decide that differently. This is how I want a career. But you cannot get to school and think differently about what God is saying about you.
See? 
raised and all, he died for you too. Sigmas, Kappas, Deltas, everybody, he died for all of them. I wish I'd make some noise if I got to clean, if I got to clean my side. Right now, they wish that some brother would have said no. 
you won't
you say, God is tempting you to sin. It's not God tempting you to sin. God is now testing you to choose him. But when you don't choose him, you have to deal with the consequences. But look at the beauty of the story. We get to the consequences that we have seen that ran out of the garden. But the Bible says in verse 20 that somehow, y'all, Adam now begins to believe in the word of God. He now, now starts to understand that his faith in God's word is true. How do you know that? Because Adam now begins to speak of Eve in the way that God did. In the beginning, God said, yo, you're going to fill and replenish the earth. Adam said, now I am going to make union with my wife and we are going to stand together and be who God wants us to be. In the beginning of the chapter, Eve was by herself and Adam was somewhere else. And now, because they were separated, they were now weakened. But now they are back together speaking of what God wants for their life. Speaking and looking, living as true as who God wants them to be. And now they are moving forward. Y'all, you got to get to some person in your life. You got to forgive yourself. You got to now humble yourself and bring yourself to God and say, yo, man, I was a trip. I was crazy. I did some stupid stuff. But God, now I'm coming back to where you wanted me to be. I realize, God, who you wanted me to be. I realize, God, my original purpose that you had for me before I ate the fruit. And now, God, I'm speaking life into my life. I'm speaking now, God, about me the way you say I am. I am Psalms 139. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I do have wonderful parts. God, look at what you did. I am special. I am somebody. I am the head and not the tail. I am the lender and not the borrower. I am going forward and not backwards. Yeah, look, 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 look at what it does. We're we, we we gone. The Bible says in 21, how God am I going to get back? How am I going to get back God, to where I am? Look, God, you see my life. You see how dirty I am. You see how nasty I am. Adam and Eve are looking and saying, I want to be who God wants me to be. I want to be at the original purpose. How am I now going to be at the Bible says that God, he took some skin and he clothed them. And on the way to something, was going to be made into skins of something living was going to have to die. Genesis 21, we see what sacrifice is needed to cover the sins of men. You're wondering how you're going to be who God wants you to be after you've done all that you've done? Till you look at God's plan for redemption, God's plan for restoration, something has to die. Something has to be sacrificed for you to get back to work. God wants you to be. In Genesis 21, we see now Christ crucified and him now standing in our place because, because we were nasty, because we were dirty. Romans 5 and 8 says God demonstrated his love for us and while we were still yet sinners, why you was nasty, why you was a crackhead, why you was a Back 
brought back to life. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth, yes. what you believe in your heart, and the Christ is risen from the dead, then you, you, you saved, you are saved. from everything the enemy is trying to do to you. If you see that Christ's sacrifice is what it took for you to be covered, here you understand that you have now an assurance. You now have a joy that you never had before. You can now have a peace that you never had. You can walk boldly on the campus and say, yo, everything that y'all knew about me, I'm now covered. I was, in, I was in pastor's office. I, I, I was in pastor's office um, sitting on his desk. He's blessed. He's blessed, but he got something I ain't got. I ain't got an iPad, y'all. Pastor. But I was looking at pastor's iPad. And on the iPad, it's got all of these apps on the front of all of these functions, all of these things that all you got to do is touch it and move stuff around, and it'll work. But when I looked at it, on the back of it, it was this flip, and it was a flip cover, and, it, and if you pop it over, it covered the screen. And you couldn't touch the screen, you couldn't yeah. do nothing to the screen, yeah. but the cover was on there so that when the iPad is open, it can function the way it's supposed to. But when you put the cover on it, nothing that comes to destroy it can do anything to it. God is saying, listen to what I'm trying to say to you. God wants to cover you, not because he wants you to be perfect, but God is now trying to cover you through Christ because he has something for you to do. He is wanting you to choose him because he wants to cover you from what the enemy wants to do to you. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to take your life. He wants to empty out your purpose. But God wants to cover you so that you can be who God wants you. I don't know who it is today, but you know your greatness. You know your praise in God. You know where you have felt his call. You know that God has more for your life than what you're living right now. Hey, you know you need to be covered. So many people with case they T-shirts on, I'm scared some of y'all will be. Y'all was going to ask Pastor not to let me preach. Because y'all will 